It's Saturday at 6. It's time for your weekly music and entertainment fix. Backstage with Sinead Nivorda. With all the best music, interviews and live sessions. Live from the Radio Nova studios in the Dublin Docklands. Hello and happy Halloween. I hope you've been having a great day and succeeded with your trick-or-treating. I'm Shalini Vorda. I'm hanging out with you for the forthcoming hour with lots of great treats in store for you on this Saturday evening. You are about to be hearing from Nils Lofgren, legendary guitarist of the E Street Band, ahead of his show at Bigger Street on Monday night. I'll also be chatting to Isaac Holman, frontman and drummer with the brilliant UK punk duo Slaves, who play the Academy next Thursday. I have music from Ezra Furman and Iggy Pop is in the live room. So let's get started, shall we? Backstage on Radio Nova. I am delighted to introduce my first special guest on this evening's show. Nils Lofgren is a legendary singer and hugely inspirational multi-instrumentalist. He has performed with Neil Young's Crazy Horse, Ring of Stars All-Star Band and fronted his own band Grin. He is of course most well known as being a member of Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Last year, the revered guitarist was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the E Street Band. He will be gracing the stage at Dublin's Vicar Street this coming Monday and ahead of this highly anticipated show, the musician took time out to have a chat with me about the joys and perils of touring with Bruce Springsteen and on how the accordion fits into the world of rock and roll. So when it comes to getting ready for going on tour, how does a rock star's family of rescue dogs and cats react? And how does the rock star feel about leaving his beloved pets and home? I'm so thrilled to go sing, but I'm a little upset I have to leave for 33 days. Because <laughs> no. the whole touring thing, I mean, I know you've been at it for 40-something years now. So 47 last month. Congratulations. Holy moly. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Good. I can even kind of carry on a conversation. <laughs> You're doing After Good 40, Nils. My 47 God. 47 years. I mean, I, I try to remember the words to sing, but, uh, you know, I, I'm all in all been an incredible ride and grateful I have a, a good piece of shows ahead of me to get ready for and go sing for people. It's great. Oh, fair play to you. So you have to 47 years, so it's still a tough thing leaving your house then, is it? You know, that's kind of a new development in the last, you know, eight years or so. It's, I, I, I love to play and sing, but I've, my wife Amy, who I've been with for 20 years, put this beautiful home together in the desert. It's a 1935 Adobe home home which in this country is old and you know i've got a little land for the dogs to run around and we've got these four beautiful dogs so i pull out the suitcase and they give me dirty looks they have a cat joey that used to jump up on my suitcase and have a pee on it (laughs) and uh it's nice that they don't want me to leave but at, at the end of the day what happens is i'm away from home and i do wrestle with a homesickness that amy points out as a champagne problem which it is to have a home you love and miss and it it actually gives me a a deeper focus and appreciation and gratitude for the shows because there's no reason why i'm gone from home except those two hours plus i sing and it makes me pay more attention to them it gives me more energy to focus on them and try to make the most of every night and then afterwards i'll go out to the um merch table we call it and my wife amy designed these beautiful t-shirts and oh, wow. bus driver dave's there and they'll sell the stuff and i'll sign it for everyone and have a visit and try to encourage the venue or theater to have a bartender on duty so everyone can have a drink and it's it's a really down home great way to travel and play and i don't get to do that in too many other countries and so you know coming to ireland we haven't been in a while 
Yeah. He insisted we get there this trip, and I'm grateful to be headed back there. Oh, I mean, there's so many people who are going to be so excited about seeing you at Vicar Street, so 2nd sec- of November. And I noticed um, a little tweet you posted up the other day. I think it was yesterday you posted up saying, I'm bringing my accordion on this tour, bag of tricks. Yeah, so- funny. I was just talking to, I've been, <laughs> I started playing when I was five, so I never get too rusty. And um, I just uh, talked about getting one over there to have on the trip. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, but um, <laughs> God knows I'll, I'll find something. And uh, we've also got... Uh, some great tap dancing. My buddy Greg Varlada, who plays keyboards and guitars and sings, he plays beautiful trumpet, and he's a great tap dancer, very percussive, so we'll throw that in the show, too. Is it a tap dancing? Um, yeah, yeah, and believe it or nice. not, um, I'm actually taking a little go at it. I'm not very good, but I'll, I'll try it. I'll, I usually try it at least once every night, and either it's hilarious or it's somewhat musical, but either way, we try to keep the show very entertaining and passionate. That's something that you've always done, I guess, something that you're really appreciated for, I guess, is your, your gymnastic style, I guess, on stage and that kind of passion and silliness that you bring to it. So, I mean, obviously the live thing is so important to you, really, isn't it? Well, it's by far the, the favorite thing I do and by far what I'm best at. I struggle with the patience still to make albums and I find it, but it's not a natural thing, you know, to work on it. Even if it's a great song, you know, working on it for hours at a time is not natural for me. And I've gotten fairly good at it, but the live thing is beautiful. I mean, once I'm out there the whole day knowing I'm, you know, you pull into a town, you have a walk around, uh, November will be a little chilly, but uh, you walk around, get a takeaway coffee and get the feel of the town. And, you know, there's a few hundred people that have gone through the trouble of showing up that night and you want to be great for them. And I do a lot of improv guitar playing Mm. and uh, it's two man show. So there's quite a bit of intimacy and. We get pretty aggressive, too, and uh, like I said, there's a lot of different textures between the keyboards, guitars, trumpet, tap dancing. I'll put on my Strat and turn up to 11 once in a while and nice. try to do a great night for everyone and send them away with a bit of, I, I hope, some you know musical inspiration that will linger a bit. Absolutely. And, uh, and going back to the whole accordion thing, so did you mention you were five when you started accordion? Yeah, you know, I was in the south side of Chicago where I was born and lived for about nine years, and... Everyone played accordion. Um, my mom and dad danced as a hobby, so they loved music. And when I asked for accordion lessons, uh, they said, sure. They didn't realize they'd be financing it for 10 years. <laughs> and uh, But I took to it, and it was really just a study of music. And, of course, after the waltzes and polkas, uh, I moved into classical accordion, of all things, and I'd enter contests as a young teenager. And it was quite the musical backdrop when I fell in love with blues guitar through the Beatles and Stones. And right. it was through them I discovered, you know, Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Stax Volt, Motown, mm. you know, all the Albert King, B.B. King. It was all through the you know, British bands I discovered that and fell in love with it. And I still play the accordion, though, but it was a great backdrop that allowed me to hit the road when I was 17, 47 years ago, with my band Grin professionally. Mm. I've played accordion in the bands with Neil Young. I've played yeah. in the E Street Band. We're the only rock band, I think, with three accordion players. Wow. Uh, Danny and uh, Roy and, and now Charlie and Roy and myself. Uh, so once in a while, Bruce will send us out with all three accordions. It's pretty hilarious.
showcasing his adept skills on the guitar. Nils Lofgren with Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band on the track Tunnel of Love. You are backstage with me, Shanae Vorda, and him, Nils Lofgren. If you have just tuned in to Nova, you're very welcome. So ever wonder how crazy it gets when on tour with the boss? Well, you're about to find out. Well, there's many times I used to do that backflip off a trampoline. Ow. And, um... <laughs> You know, it's funny, when we I joined the band in 84, before the Born in USA tour, just a month before, we talked about it, and Bruce said, well, if you do it 100 times, how many times are you going to fall? And I said, um, once. So I said, good, let's put it in the show. And, of course, did it 100 times, and I fell. So oh, <laughs> I didn't right. get too hurt. Look, I've fallen more than once, that's for sure. I mean, uh, and, you know, seven, seven, months, seven years ago, after, you know, years of playing basketball, which was my love, my sport that I played every day almost in a city court somewhere, and the trampoline flips and all the stage antics, um, I, both hips had no cartilage. They were destroyed. Oh, no. and. Uh, I'd hobbled around for years. I got them both replaced, and the surgeon said the trampoline goes in the closet and Good. the crazy basketball is out. So now I've picked up tap dancing. <laughs> I'll <laughs> a give it a safer. go and, and double it and see what people think. Nice, we'll give that a go. And maybe keep away from Bruce when he's going out in the crowd, because I read something about, uh, about him dragging you out, and the crowd actually grabbed your right arm and he tore your, your rotator cuff? Well, they're both torn. I tore them pretty severely on the beginning of the Wreck and Ball tour. So, Ugh. you know, when Bruce, we, we usually sing um, some songs together. Sometimes, we look, wherever Bruce calls you, you go. You go, yeah, yeah. And however hard it is to get there. But usually he'll run way out in the middle of the crowd up on a podium. And my job is to chase him somehow and get up there and sing with him. And, yes, it's, as you run through the gauntlet, people are grabbing and pulling at you. And they don't know I have torn shoulders, and they don't care. And it's all good natured, but, of course, everyone's quite wound up. Because <laughs> Bruce just ran by him, and one of the hilarious moments this just last uh, you know, year and a half ago, we're on the road in some stadium and or sports arena, and he goes running out to the podium. And of course, you understand now we have this big video shoot, so there's cameramen behind him dragging cables, and there's security men like two or three people behind him, and none of them care that my job is to get through them and get to Bruce before the singing verse after the sax solo in the middle of Darlington County. And one night, because uh, I'm a gymnast, well, I was a gymnast, and you know I'm fairly athletic, and I've got these two metal hips now that work great, so I'm sprinting after them, and people are grabbing at me, and I'm just barreling through them. I used to play football, too, so it's not an unnatural thing to accomplish. Yeah. And I finally get to the pack, and I start trying to wade through the security guys, and instead of looking at me and seeing that it's me, they start beating me off. They start what? hitting me, oh, like no. behind them, like they're like banging at me, it's like stay away, like thinking I'm some fan. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to get to Bruce to sing, and finally I grab one of them and turn him around, and he saw me, and he was like startled. And after the show, I said, "What the hell are you doing? You're beating me off with your arms." Forgetting, I'm trying to get through you to sing with the band leader to do my job. And we laughed about it. It was hilarious. I mean, fortunately, they didn't turn around and clock me. But, I mean, it was just, you know, part of rock and roll that's so great. Bruce does improv shows. I love it. It's a challenge we're all up for. I think last tour we did over 250 different songs. And, um, you know... The live thing is where I thrive in, whether it's a band or my own. In fact, uh, January we recorded, I, I was on a little under the weather, but my wife Amy insisted we record the last half of the tour because it, it, she thought it sounded so great, and she's seen me a lot. And I just didn't really realize we were doing 
that caliber of shows, but sure enough, she was right. We have a brand new live in the UK CD. We'll have it at the uh, merch table after every show this visit and uh, come out and sign and share with people. And it's a good snapshot of the show, show they'll see in Dublin, and um, we'll have it along with us, including the box set and some great T-shirts and a collection of my old CDs. And just have a visit after the show for anyone who wants to stick around. Oh, I bet everyone will be queuing up. You might be there for longer than an hour and a half at St. Neils. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny. By the time we get on the bus, you know, the road crew's packed. They're on their second pint. They're looking at us like, what's the holdup? And I'm like, sorry, guys, and we get on down the road. But it's it's a way to really, you know, share. I haven't had a record deal in 20 years except for the one-off with the box set. And I have all this music that's kind of, uh, you know, people don't always know about or know how to work on the Internet uh, to get to my website to order. So to have it there and in hand and hand it to them. They can buy it right at the merch table. I'll sign it up for them. It's worth the time. It really spreads some goodwill and it spreads some music that's, you know, arguably a little off the grid because I don't have some big company tooting my horn. And that's fine. I, I love it. I, I have the freedom to make records I'm proud of. No, oh, you're a gentleman. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. I better leave it there and let you get back to your dogs and uh, saying goodbye to everyone before you head off on your 33-day tour. But Nils Lofgrim, it's been a wonderful, a wonderful chat to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, I appreciate you spreading the word, and we're very excited to get back to Ireland, and we'll, we'll do a great night for everyone, and, and thanks for letting everyone know about it. I appreciate it. What a wonderful, humble gentleman. Nils Lofgren of the E Street Band and previously of Neil Young's Crazy Horse and Ringo Starr's All-Star Band. If you fancy catching this incredibly talented performer live, as well as a meet and greet with the man himself, grab yourself a ticket for his show at Dublin's Vicar Street this Monday, the 2nd of November, before they sell out. Yet to come on backstage, I'll be talking to Isaac Holman of the brilliant punk duo Slaves. Is there an Oasis reunion on the cards? Well, you'll be finding out that and more from Connor Irwin of Radio Nova, who's got the latest in music news. But first, we'll have music from Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. They're up next on Nova. Backstage on Radio Nova.